Between recording the next episode of my podcast, running a business, and all of the things life throws my way, sometimes it's good to just get away. Hola, ¿qué tal? It's Chiquis here. And let me tell you, I love booking a trip where I can escape. There's nothing like spending a few days at the beach, relaxing and spending time with family. No matter what kind of traveler you are, and no matter your reasons, the Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card is the way to go. If you travel, you know. When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door! Winning! No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Oye, mi gente, I just want to give you a heads up. The program you are about to hear may have some explicit language. It may not. It also depends on where the vibes and the spirit leads us. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to Morenita, a deep dive into the Latinx experience. With Morenita, we want to create a community and a shared space with you while sharing knowledge and inspiration. This show is about celebrating our culture with guests who exemplify the best of us. I'm Darlene Castillo, y te invito. So you may or may not know, I'm a real proud dog mama over here. That's right, my precious girl Pixie, a three-year-old, 13-pound Chihuahua Terrier who is the supermodel and queen of the house. And the sweet, brown-eyed, old soul, five-year-old, 60-pound pit bull, Georgie. Why are we bringing my sweet babies up? Because we have the host of Paws and Perros podcast in the room, Raquel Sid. Raquel is from New York City. You're... And she is Dominican, huepa. So she has been fostering animals since 2018, not having any prior formal experience with cats or dogs. 
each week, Raquel deconstructs the world of animal rescue, and she shares the amazing people who are saving furry lives, impacting humans, and she shares knowledge on how to become a part of this community as well. I had the absolute honor and privilege of being on Paws and Perros and shared my personal story of how I became a dog mama to one amazing pup, Pixie and then later dog mama to Georgie. I talked so much about my mental health and how Pixie saved me during my life of touring and traveling. Pixie became my ESA, emotional support animal, during my travels. Now, I know there are some feelings about ESA and some people see it as an excuse to not pay a pet fee, which, hey, do you. Pet fees are expensive as F. But Pixie truly emotionally supported me. I struggled so much with loneliness and depression on the road. Traveling is great and all, but being away from home, living out of a suitcase, not having a base of feeling grounded can be extremely taxing after a while. Pixie, she gave me structure, love, and companionship that I never knew I needed. After my amazing convo with Raquel on Paws and Perros, I had to share her with you guys. Here on Morenita, we really get into adopting rather than shopping. How Raquel began her journey towards becoming a foster mama, which led her to Paws and Perros, and how she has been using her podcast to learn, educate, and really connect people with nature and animals. We touch base on so many animals, not just dogs and cats. We even talk about bats. Okay, whatever. I'm a little nerdy. I love Animal Planet. So this episode was such a blast and a big change up from what we normally have on here. You got to shake it up sometimes and learn something new. I promise that's what Raquel and I bring to the table in this episode. Animal Planet is so dope. I don't care how nerdy it sounds. So take a step into the world of animals with Raquel Sit. Bainvito. Mi gente, Raquel has entered Morenita. We are so excited to have you here. Um, Raquel, you are the host of Paws and Perros podcast, which talks all about dogs, all about cats. And I had the honor of being on Paws and Perros um, because I don't know if my listeners even know, but I'm an animal lover and I have two dogs that uh, my fiance and I rescued separately. But now, you know. All live together. Um, and Raquel had reached out to me and um, was interested in having me on the podcast. And I was like, oh my God, wait a second. I love this because I grew up watching Animal Planet and like watching all the, what's that dog trainer show? The one that's like really famous. Oh, with Cesar so Melian. Yes. <laughs> what is he up to? Where's he at? Cesar, what's popping? But I missed like, I was like, I have never seen a Latine like, First off, a Dominicana from New York, hello, also, um, like be repping for the animals, like be at the forefront and having like really important conversations. Oh, so that's what we're about here on Morenita. And I was like, I have to have Raquel in the room. How did Paws and Perros begin? How did like, where did you take your love for animals and then say, I'm about to do a podcast? Yes. Oh, I'm thrilled to connect with you and talk more about this with you. And I love learning about your bo both of your rescue dogs. So thank you. Um, yeah. So with Paws and Perros, the reason I started this podcast 
is because I, so in 2018, I started fostering dogs. And I've always been an animal lover. And I'll tell you in a few, like how that animal love grew. But in 2018, I started fostering. And once, since then, I have fostered over 25 cats and dogs. And I've always loved dogs. And I didn't really understand cats. I liked them from afar. But then after fostering them, and that will be a whole other field too. It's just, <laughs> I love them. And there's so many stereotypes around them. They're actually really awesome. And the majority of the ones that I rescued, literally with just the exception of one, were like so similar to dogs. And, mm. it, you know, and so basically for me, Paz and Perros, I started this because I actually had to take a break from fostering. We moved a year ago upstate. So we moved from the Bronx to upstate New York. And where we moved, they don't allow dogs. And then... Even though I tried my best to find a place that would allow animals, um, you know, it didn't happen. And we were also expecting a baby girl. So I have a seven-month-old. Actually, she's eight months today. Happy birthday, <laughs> Feli. Yes, I love that. Yeah, so my little Malou is eight months today. And so I was like, you know what? I need to learn about motherhood before I continue also fostering. However, for me, it's very important to stay in the space. And through a podcast, I can really echo and, and highlight the voices of people who are rallying behind animals. And so my intention with Paws and Perros is to inspire animal lovers to take action, whether that's rescuing like you did, or that's adopting or starting your own pet-based business. I love that. Okay. There's so much to unpack here because, so our amazing sound man, August, who's, you know, in the room right now, um, he has cats and I've been one of those people where, um, cats have always frightened me. Like they know I don't like them. Like they know I don't like them. So then they come and they want to mess around with me. Like they, they feel it. And I, and I know, and I see it. Cats are really smart. I get it. And I've grown to like cats a little more like this year because I have friends that I've been around now that have cats and, um, I just spent a lot more time with them. And they're still like a 50-50. I'm still half scared. And I'm also still like, you are so cute, but that's enough. Okay, you stay over there. <laughs> de lejo. Because um, I want to tap into like your cat. Tell me all the juice <laughs> about the cats. Okay, so basically, um, let me see. Okay, so I, when I started fostering, and I guess I, I could start a little bit at the beginning. So I've always, yeah. I've always loved animals. And I think that love grew from... Every single summer, I went to the Dominican Republic to spend it with my grandparents. So I spend it with my mom's side and then also with my dad's side of the family. And every in both of my grandparents' homes, they always had dogs or cats. And so mm -hmm. that exposure, I feel like really grew my love. And then it was also interesting because on one side, so from my mom's side, my grandparents never allowed the dogs inside. Like they lived outside, they had a house for, the, like they did have their their space, but they were never allowed inside and they were never really pets. So when I would come, my grandmother would always be like, ay, te tiene que lavar la mano. Like, you gotta be careful, you can get all these things. That's a culture thing. Then we talked about this on your podcast. So when I was growing up, it was the same thing. I was like, you were not allowed to have an animal in the house. It was not a pet. Yep. It was like, oh, you want, a, you want a pet? Meet up okay, here's a goldfish. Like that was the, <laughs> that was the cap. So I totally feel that. I yeah. totally feel that. Yeah. And then from my father's side, so my grandmother, she always also had dogs, but the difference was that her dog was allowed in the home. 
So I got to see both. And then every time I would come, I'd be like, mom, can we please get a dog? Um, oh, and I also think visiting the Dominican Republic, I had exposure to cows and chickens. My grandmother would get milk directly from a farm. So I would go with her. She would go get her chickens and I could see like how they were living and, you know, very different than in the U.S. So I think that constant exposure. And then there's also a lot of stray dogs in the Dominican Republic, um, just like in a lot of developing countries that you don't see in the U.S., in particular in New York, because I know some cities in the U.S., you do see this, surprisingly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But basically, it took me years to convince my mom that for us to have a pet. And so finally, junior year of high school, she was like, okay. And I couldn't believe it. Like, I thought that she was lying. <laughs> so it happened. And when we first got our dog, his name is Bubbles, and he's still with us today. He's 14 years old. And wow. yeah, he's our the sweetest boy ever. But when we got him, my mom would touch him, wash her hands, touch him, wash her hands. Mm. Like, okay, let's be careful. Now, that didn't last long. She lets him go on her bed. She will be eating <laughs> and, and <laughs> she'll give him some food from her hands. Like it's totally different. And I see this in people who then have that close exposure. Um, but so that's where I think the the love grew. And then I finally got to have my own dog. So once I went to college and I did my MBA, I was away for five years because I continued on to do grad school and my family dog stayed with my mom. So once I went back home and then moved, it was kind of like, okay, yeah, you're not taking him. And then I also think I was young and I did want to go out and all of that stuff. And I kind of knew a dog wouldn't be, you know, which is why I always tell people like, be very sure that you're willing, like this is a hundred, you're making a commitment forever. So Absolutely. yeah. So then once I moved out, I moved to the Bronx with at the time, he was my boyfriend, now husband. And when I moved out with him, I always thought, okay, I want to foster. I couldn't do this when I lived at home, but I kept putting it off because when you're not seeing what some of the animals are going through directly. You can hear about it from a friend, but it doesn't really compel you to move. I think in anything, unless you're really seeing it, just like we all know mm -hmm. we should be recycling. We all know that we should be doing all <laughs> these things. But I think if we were actually going to the landfill, seeing the oceans, it'd be different. So the same thing with animal abuse and, and rescue. So there were two incidences where I found two stray dogs. One was left tied to a pole. Um, it was like the, you know, like the hot dog dogs, like dash dogs. Yeah. Yep. Somebody left it. And I knew when we were walking that someone abandoned that dog. But my husband was like, no, somebody just went upstairs or something. I said, nope, there's no bodega in the corner here. There's no reason why. So that ended up being true. It was an abandoned dog. I took it home, all this stuff. Then um, another dog came through. Um, I saw these girls walking a dog and they were like, hey, we found this dog. We've been walking around. No, it, nobody's claimed him and our mom won't allow us to keep it. And it was like in bones, mm. darling, like literally the skinniest oh thing. And I was like, wait a minute, because I had groceries. I said, just wait for me. I'm going to go up and I'll come down. And I went and it was like before work and I had to take the dog to this uh, to a shelter, etc. When I encountered those two instances, that compelled me to take action. I was like, what are you waiting for? You don't live at home anymore. Your husband's on board at the time, boyfriend. And so what are you, and that's what really started my fostering journey. Hola, que tal? This is Cheekies from the Cheekies and Chill podcast. For whatever reason, or absolutely no reason at all, sometimes we all just need some time to turn off and get away. A lot of times on the My Cultura podcast network, our storytellers share their adventures and tips for living our best lives. And why not? With the Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card, 
you can easily check off all those dreamy destinations. Como la playa que viste en ese show or climbing that mountain on your screensaver. I see you. No matter what kind of traveler you are, and no matter the reason, the Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card is the way to go. If you travel, you know. When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change and certain restrictions may apply. When I used to do my family visits to DR, I would get so sad, like seeing all those stray dogs. Like when I was little and my when I used to feed them, like yeah. get papitas. And my mom was like, stop feeding those animals. Like, you know, they have so you're going to get rabies. Like, yeah. <laughs> But I'm like, no, they're just, they just want, they just want food. Like they're just, there's so many of them. And yeah. then I just always shared that love too with animals. And I, the same thing, my mom was like, no animals in the house. Yep. She gave me one week trial with a dog and then she was out 
And then I didn't get my dog until I got older. So I totally, totally hear you. But fostering is a whole different level. And my mom got uh, into fostering just to get like a little trial to see if she likes the dogs and like, how can she get herself more comfortable? So like, that was a route that my mom took that led her to gaining comfortability with dogs and finally now having her own dog. And then also like, shout out to your now husband, because like, that's a lot. (laughs) Y'all were fostering. And I mean, do you still you still foster now to this day? Sadly, for the past year, I haven't. um, Mm. Because when we moved here, they don't allow pups and we moved into a house and recently renovated at that. So, um, you know, I, I have hope that we can convince him. Yeah, it. because now that we lived here for a year and we're great residents, I have hope to ask him. But no, so it's been a year. And um, I have to say my husband didn't grow up with any animals. And, mm-hmm. he, and he so he didn't know like this was said in our wedding speech because like his brother ended up adopting one of my dogs and one of my senior dogs at that. And then um, his other brother ended up getting a dog. And then Jason ended up changing a dog's diaper. That's like another story. So it's... Wait, 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 wait. What? <laughs> Let's talk about the diaper moment for a second. <laughs> yeah. So he went from never having a dog to that. <laughs> um, well, he knew how passionate I was about it. And I, I've always been a dreamer. And mm-hmm. I think that I maybe would have gone into something animal related sooner had I not been kind of resisting because, and you might know this, like coming from an immigrant household, it's the expectation is, okay, you're going to be an architect, doctor, lawyer. And so growing up, my grandparents' friends in the Dominican Republic used to be like, La doctora Raquel. like it was like I was going to be a doctor. So then I was like, um, I've always loved helping people. And I just felt like, um, you know, going into medicine would be it. Then I went through a whole path of that, thinking I wanted to be a nurse, a social worker, all this. And today I'm a career coach. That's my nine to five, helping people land jobs in tech. Um, but I think with, I didn't pursue a career in animal rescue because I I didn't really see that available um, unless you were like a trainer or a vet. And then I think, yeah, you don't- Animal see- planet. <laughs> yeah, we're animal planet. I'm like, okay, like how do you even, it just didn't seem something attainable. And I think even now part of Paws and Perros is also a journey of me speaking to people who are doing great things and rescue and how can I make that into something in the future too. So, um, So basically when him and I started dating, I always vocalized how much I loved animals and I said how I wanted my own farm. And mm. like, I want chickens in the future. Like I, I, you know, and what a rare thing, like the city girl, like I get grossed out by things, but when it comes to like animal poop and things like that, like I'm fine. <laughs> like, You're like, great, bring it, bring it. <laughs> like I, you know, I'm not grossed out by it. Um, like I used to volunteer with horses when I, uh, vo- when I studied abroad in Australia and I used to like pick up their poop and it was like the best volunteer job ever. I didn't care. But so I always was open with him. And then when I, yeah. asked, when I asked him about fostering, I thought he would say no, but he was on board. And, um, so through the journey, our very last dog that we, um, fostered last year, his name was captain. He did have to be put to sleep. Um, we kn- we knew taking him in that he was going to pass away because we've had two phospis fosters, um, which is kind of like hospice. But basically, you take in a foster knowing they're going to pass away. So we took him 
to give him his forever last, like best last days. Um, and he stayed with us for a couple of months and he had a condition where he was slowly losing his ability to walk. And, um, and, and basically we had to change his, his diaper because he was also losing that function. I mean, how do you deal with like the aftermath of everything? Like that's such an emotional, um, such an emotional roller coaster, like the idea of fostering. Um, and it just seems so, it could be really heavy as well. How do you like process all of that? How do you, that's the one thing for me. I'm like, I would love to foster. Don't get me wrong. I would be so down to foster, but like for me, I'm so emotional. Like I remember when I had my, I think I mentioned to you, my first puppy on my own and I was touring so much and I was really young and I was like, you know, in the beginning of my career. And I was like, oh my God, I can't keep him. Like there were some gigs that I was getting that I just like couldn't travel with a dog. And the stress of like trying to find some place for him, not being comfortable leaving him with certain people, like strangers and um, just it's expensive, like boarding your dog and then the trauma of that. Yeah. Like, so I had to give him away. And like, it was the hardest thing. Smokey, his name was Smokey. So silky, a silky Australian terrier. Smoky. So cute. Aww. And I like, re- I kind of like rescued him off of Craigslist. Like this is like, we're talking way back, like in 2013, 14. <laughs> oh my gosh. Craigslist. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, that was like, I, it took a while for me to get over that. Like that was a very traumatic experience. So I can't even imagine like, how do you handle that? How do you handle like the revolving door? I'm so glad you're asking me about that because I think that's the one of the main hesitations that people have when they think about fostering. The way I like to position it is like, go with the end in mind. So the goal is goodbye. And the goal is to help this cat, dog, or rabbit find its forever home. And you are literally saving a life when you foster because when you foster, you're not only saving that dog, let's say, that you're uh, fostering, but you're also making space at the shelter for another dog to go in. You're also impacting whoever ends up adopting that dog all the benefits that there are in just emotionally in owning a dog. So you're literally like saving three lives. Um, and the other thing I have people consider is what's the alternative? So if you don't foster and you're able to, let's say you're interested, but you're like, you know, and it's all real, it can be heavy, you know, so it's definitely not something to dismiss. But if you don't foster, then the alternative is that this dog, so imagine Imagine you're one of your dogs at the shelter um, when you, the dog is just not the same in in this space where it's loud, it's they're in this small crate um, or like, you know, some, some shelters, the size will be different, but basically it's just not a natural environment for them. It doesn't allow them to show up as their best selves. It could be the best dog, but at the shelter, it's barking away. It's nervous. There's so many people. So a lot of times, the dogs that have a really difficult time at the shelter, if it's a kill shelter, they will be put to sleep if nobody adopts them because people tend to go to the dog that is like overly social, not the one that is in the back corner shivering. Um, and then also if the, it depends on the dog's age, a lot of people want younger dogs. And so like by fostering, 
you're helping somebody envision this dog in their home. Because when you see those photos see? of the, the dog at the shelter, it tends to look crusty, like the floor is crusty, everything. And you're like, oh, I feel bad for the dog, but like, ooh, I can't see them. If you see those after photos of the dogs, like in somebody's home, oh my gosh, it looks like a completely different dog and the personality is different. Um, the last thing I'll say about that too is that we're stronger than we think. So if you go with the end in mind, you know, the goal is goodbye to get them a good home. It's going to soften the emotions a little bit. And then to be honest with you, the day that I say goodbye, it hurts. I cry. Like, <laughs> you know, I cry. I've had my, my, sometimes I need like a whole day of decompression and I'm like my baby, but yeah, but then I'm over it. Then I'm over it two, three days a week. Like, um, and then I'm fine. So <laughs> that's definitely, you know, you got to do what you got to do to self-preserve. It's going to hurt, but it doesn't compare to the alternative. It's so important that you said that too, I think, because I think for people to understand, like, if you're interested in fostering, like, I, I never thought about that. It's like staging. It's like staging the dog, like yeah. getting the dog in a comfortable space so like they can be adopted and like they, they can feel like themselves and like and feel their best to like be their best for their their next home. Yeah. I wanted to also add too that as a foster, you give the dog or cat an opportunity to really decompress. So who mm -hmm. that dog is at the shelter is very different in your home after one or two weeks. So um, some dogs that appeared to be like intimidating and barking away, they were just scared. They were scared right. and they're barking like, I don't know what's going on. So people think like if they get a shelter dog, they're getting a dog that's been abused. That's not the majority of cases. It depends on what state you're in. But so in the 25 plus cats and dogs that I have fostered, only a very small handful were like abuse cases and it was questionable. Um, the others were that like I had one where the owner was passing away from cancer and she told her landlord like, hey, do you know somebody who would put both of my dogs to sleep because I don't know who would take them in? And so then, you know, they convinced her otherwise um, because the dogs went to a, a foster as opposed to the shelter. Mm -hmm. And so she allowed them to live, right? Then there's cases where people move, they lose their jobs. So like, right. you're not getting a damaged dog like you might be thinking. And even if the shelter is going to try to do a good job at placing them where they feel fit. So if you foster darling, let's say, then it's like that dog, you can really tell the potential new home, like this is their personality as opposed to right. from the shelter. And there's a stigma too with all of that, within all of that. I think it's like, oh, if I go to the shelter, I go to, like, I'm getting a dog that's going to be problematic, right? Then the other side of it, then I look at like people who breed. And I'm, I'm actually curious about your opinion on that because, and I have friends who have gotten their dogs from breeders who are like, oh no, I would never get a dog from a shelter. It's like, it's a divide. And I'm so curious for you, like, what do you think about breeders and like that position? Because there are so many dogs that, are in shelters and that that do need homes and that should be adopted. Yes. Uh, okay. So I don't like to, I feel like people need to do their research. And when I say research, it's not, oh, I went on the breeder's website and it says they're verified. Great. Okay. I can say that. Like, what does that mean? So right. I would say I prefer and really push adopt, don't shop. But I understand that there's some people that they are very fixated on wanting a particular breed. And they're like, I right. want this breed 100%. You know, whatever. People have their preferences. And I feel like until they learn more about it. But basically, if you're really, really stuck on like, because I always say, 
get a dog based on the personality and your lifestyle. And it's better actually when when you get a dog that is a little bit older. And I mean, like even two plus years, because unless you're really committed to that puppy stage, then please don't get a dog. <laughs> but that's a whole, Seriously, you know, because don't it, do it. It's, it's difficult. <laughs> um, but basically what I I would say is um, if you want a particular breed, there are rescues that are breed focused. So there's mm -hmm. a rescue for bulldogs. Like, oh my goodness, right? Every like, um, I think it's every decade or so, there's like a breed that is really popular. So right mm -hmm. now it's like Frenchies and bulldogs. And so everybody mm -hmm. wants a Frenchie, but then what happens? There's a lot of abuse with these poor babies because there are breeders that, like you said, there's a lot of money to be made. The breeder isn't asking you, let's say I wanted to adopt a dog. They're not like, okay, Raquel, what are hours are you home? Um, are you committing to this dog forever? They don't ask you any questions. They don't care. As long as right. you have the money, you can buy this dog. And buy so, dog. yep. And so with these breeders, and if you look into this, you'll be horrified to know that they have things as basically a lot of these dogs get, it's almost like rape. Um, they mm. will have them breed because it's not like you can talk to the dog and say, okay, do what you got to do right now to get pregnant. It's like they have them have a litter and before, mm. and even for like humans, like you can't just have a baby the next month. Like you need to heal. They don't allow that proper healing and they can't get them pregnant over and over and over again. And a lot of times because they're just viewing this as money, they don't even provide the, the proper living conditions if you look into some of these rescue cases, it's like dogs that they never um, they never had a bed and they're in the crate without a bed in there that they poop and pee in the same place. And they're just it's like horrific. And so if you're really set on choosing a breeder, then I would say to you, ask them questions. If they're not willing or right away get offended by you asking questions, you need to run. Then why? Because if have you seen mom, how does mom look? How does dad look? what you know what is the case don't just go off of the photos online um right i don't want to bash all breeders i want to believe that there are some that are um that really love the dogs and doing it responsibly uh what i have found is that when i've questioned breeders in the past um i've had them just like block me <laughs> so then i'm like what do you have to hide why can't you answer simple questions or right. or you know um but i also don't like to bash people because um, that, that are considering a breeder because I'm like, educate yourself. And this is why if you have a friend, direct them to Pet Finder. You can... You yeah, that's, well, that's why we're here. We're here to like say, do the homework, do the knowledge. Mm -hmm. And how would you know a verified breeder? Like, is there a certificate? Like, how do you become a verified breeder? Mm, that is... Or a spot that? Yeah, that's an amazing question. So to be honest, and actually I need to do my research on this. I don't think that there's like a... There's not, like there's not like an organization or, or program, not that I'm familiar with. I'm trying to think of like the American Kennel Association, and it's not like they're going to their homes and verifying this. So yeah. honestly, I think that, um, you know, when you think of like marketing, they use the right words. Just like when we buy shampoos the and term. things like fortified, know. you know, nourishment. Organic. <laughs> <laughs> and there's some labels you can just slab on because you know that people are looking for that. So no, I would say some signs to look for are if um, do they ask you any questions? Like, is there a form right. that you need to fill out or is it just all very transactional? Um, communication wise. Yeah. Communication wise. Do they show videos of mom and dad and how they live? Like, 
um, are you able to go see mom and dad and and the litters? Mm-hmm. Like, does when you get there, is it clean? Do do the the do they have? Does mom have a proper bedding situation? What's going on there? Right. Um, so I would say looking for those signs and then you know referrals, but don't go based off of because again, it's going to be marketing, and so they're going to make their website look beautiful. And right, I'll be transparent with you. When we got our family dog. We got him from a breeder. I was in high school. I didn't know about this. And we went off of the website. The website looked nice. Then we went to the store. And my family dog's name is Bubbles. And he blew a bubble from his nose, which is why I called him that. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I now see that they actually have like a little cold. And I, you know, I can't say that I would have I don't, you know, I didn't see mom and dad. I didn't know about this. So now that I know better, I do better and I would never buy a dog. Um, But yeah. And, you know, there's a thing too, when you love animals, what I would challenge listeners who love animals is just question the things that you purchase or do. Because a really big one that people contribute to and they don't even know it is through tourism. And are you going to a resort and taking a photo with like the monkey that is chained? And are you going to Thailand and take and and doing the excursions with elephants? And then are you swimming with dolphins? Um, that's a whole other thing that is like so abusive. It's really, really bad. Yeah, I think that not I think the knowledge situation is the thing that like is the main thing that needs to be spread. And like, I'm with you on adopt. Don't shop. I think that with the exception of I'm like, if you're looking for a specific kind of dog or a specific kind of animal, whatever, a specific kind of breed. And you're like, I want that specifically. You do your research and you do it properly. Like I'm, I'm all about that. But I think that's the hardest part too, right? It's like verifying and, and online and like the web and it's crazy out there. So yeah. yeah. Highly recommend knowledge is power. I feel like that's like our motto in every single episode that we do here mm-hmm. on Morenita. Hola, ¿qué tal? This is Cheekies from the Cheekies and Chill podcast. For whatever reason, or absolutely no reason at all, sometimes we all just need some time to turn off and get away. A lot of times on the My Cultura podcast network, our storytellers share their adventures and tips for living our best lives. And why not? With the Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card, you can easily check off all those dreamy destinations. Como la playa que viste en ese show, or climbing that mountain on your screensaver. I see you. No matter what kind of traveler you are, and no matter the reason, the Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card is the way to go. If you travel, you know. When something happens to your car, you might say, No! My car! But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So, just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. out so I know you have a baby now happy birthday baby today and I'm just curious like for you like your next step into that because that's a whole different layer of something that I've thought about like oh my god I have two dogs I have a 60 pound pit bull and I have a third well pixie's a little chunky now so like a 16 pound chihuahua <laughs> uh chihuahua terrier um and I'm like oh my god when I have a baby like are they gonna get along like do you have any of those like hesitations now that you do have a eight month baby <laughs> How, have you thought about that like when you're going to incorporate like if you are ever going to incorporate fostering back into your life and or having a, an actual pet full-time have you has that been like what is that like <laughs> yeah oh my gosh I'm so happy you're asking this because I I just did an interview with a trainer a dog trainer and he was talking it's all the episode hasn't aired out yet um, but by the time people listen to this, it might already be, but he was giving so many tips around how to introduce and like cohabitate with your dogs and a baby. It is very important for you to take the necessary precautions and not try to do too much too quickly because right. dogs do thrive off of consistency, right? Like they'd like it. Us humans, we can get a little bored with like with things being too much. Like if we have the same, we eat every, like we have the same schedule every single day. But with them, they really thrive off of that because it's familiar. They know what to expect. And so when you introduce a baby, you know all of the things are gonna get disheveled. It's like all of a sudden, it's like why is that Ling? You know why is she 
holding this little thing and it keeps making these weird noises. Like, why is she stressed? Why is she up at one in the morning? She'll be up <laughs> one in the morning and four in the morning, you know? So the dog's schedule gets a shovel. So um, to answer your question, will I ever have dogs and my baby? Um, yes, I will. And it's a matter of probably when we move from here and taking precautions. So some tips I would have would be, it kind of just depends on how old your child is, but but it still is the same in the sense of, okay, you want to introduce them slowly. If it's a baby but and because they're going to be way smaller, is like you want to really respect your dog's boundaries and create boundaries with your child. I see a lot of videos of this that people think is cute where like I saw a toddler feeding a dog. It, well, teasing. It, it had like um ham in its hand. And then it was like mm -hmm. giving it to the dog, taking it away, giving it, taking it away, giving, taking. The dog didn't do anything. But like, could you imagine doing that to a human? And like on a bad day when I'm really hungry, I might bite you. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> like, why? you know, they're not saints. Like, come on. Like, we're still different species. You have to. So there's still, an, there's, there's still an animal. There's still an animal, you know? Yeah. And so that confusion. So I think um, some things that like. I would say, like, question what you're finding cute and playing around with. Like, is your kid constantly pulling at the tail constantly and the dog is going away and you as a parent are ignoring the signs? Like, the dog is clearly uncomfortable. It's yawning, which is a sign of uncomfortability. Um, the mm. tail is beneath its, um, you know, its legs. It's going to a corner. And yet you're still trying to force this because now you're putting the baby in a bad predicament and the dog. So it's just like being right. be mindful to that. Um, and then... And then like, you know, if you're, um, I know that there's a, a page and now I'm forgetting, but it's all about introducing your baby to the dog because there's more practical tips. But I would say setting boundaries, going slowly. They actually say before you have a baby, could you hold like a doll? Like it sounds silly, mm -hmm. but like, and, and um, play the crying noises so that it's just not startled by those things because right. it's questionable on whether a dog knows that a baby is a baby because especially think of a two-year-old, it could see eye level to your dog. I don't know that the dog knows that's a child. Um, so it's just kind of setting those boundaries. And you see it all the time where people successfully live with baby and dogs. And, but you, there are those rare cases where kids have gotten bit. And it's just, I think, right. um, yeah, what you as a parent are, what boundaries are you setting? And following that, like respecting the dog and also respecting the baby and respecting yourself, I think in the house are so, so important. Yeah. Raquel, this is the moment that we've all been waiting for. This is our speed question rounds. Are you ready? Oh, I hope so. Okay. Question one. If you could have any other animal in the world, no limitations, so it could be a wild exotic animal, it could be an animal that's extinct, it could be an animal that's no longer around, what animal would you want to live in your home? Oh my gosh. Um, you can only choose one. Only one? Okay. <laughs> Besides my obvious choice, I would be dog. I love them so much. I would say a horse. And I know it's like not someone, but horses are incredible. They, their emotional do intelligence. Want like, do you want like a horse horse or do you want like one of those pony horses? Oh, no, I want a horse horse. Okay. <laughs> what color? Oh my gosh, a brown horse. And yeah, I, 
I mean, and, and you said only one species, but I'd love like 10 plus. They're incredible from intelligence. Their emotional intelligence is incredible. And what would the name of the horse be? Oh my gosh. Why does the name Bambi come to mind? And Bambi wasn't even a horse. <laughs> but hey, Bambi. I love that. <laughs> I love that. I want to meet Bambi. Okay. <laughs> Question two. Who is your favorite animal expert, animal inspiration, animal person? Who is your favorite person that you like? It's your go-to. Who is that? Wow. What a good question. Okay. Well, I would say that that has been in process at the beginning of my journey. It used to be Caesar Melian. But now that I know a little bit more, I would say that somebody that I kind of, I really aspire to be more like is Jane Goodall. And she works primarily with primates. So like apes and her mission, what I love is that she wants to create a world where we live in harmony with nature. And I just feel mm -hmm. like that's the perfect goal because even we're often afraid of what we don't understand. And I feel like what she promotes is let's be in harmony with each other because, for example, bats, like how many of us aren't like afraid and be like, oh, they look so creepy. But actually, no. <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> um, but actually we need them. If there were no bats, mm -hmm. if there were no bats, we've actually we actually wouldn't have any agave. So no tequila. There'd be no bananas. There'd be no That's chocolate. And that's a problem. The mosquitoes would eat us all alive because they trap yeah. like a thousand mosquitoes. I don't know if it's like an hour or every two hours, but like we need each other. Like literally every single, no matter how creepy certain animals might look, it, you don't have to love it and be like, I want it as a pet. I actually encourage you don't ever do that because you're messing up <laughs> the ecosystem. But can we live in harmony together? You don't have to love something. You could just respect it. I love that. Okay. Last question. What reminds you of home or makes you feel like home? Mm. What reminds me of home is anytime I have Sancocho or Tregolpe. Sancocho season, guys. <laughs> yes. Yes. Or Tregolpe. <laughs> that really reminds me of, of home and visiting the Dominican Republic and being there with family. And yeah, so a nice Sancocho, which doesn't happen often reminds me of home i love that same now i want sancocho <laughs> raquel if the people want to follow you follow what you're doing like learn more about animals and become more involved in the community and and just your episodes are awesome like i mentioned them in the introduction um everybody should tap in there's something to learn and there's something to learn beyond cats and dogs it's like it's so informative and it just inspires me to be a better human being with nature as well and with animals. So thank you for that. Thank but you. where can our listeners um, also get that same reaction? Yes, you can follow me on Instagram, Paws and Perros. So P-A-W-S, Perros, P-E-R-R-O-S. And then if you want any tips around career, because that is, I'm also an expert in that, you can follow me on, right. <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram as well at coached by Sid and Sid is C like Charlie ID. So coached by CID. Raquel, thank you so much for coming in to Morenita. Thank you for giving your time. I'm so excited to see all the lessons that you continue to teach and the people that you continue to connect. Thank you so much. It's been an honor. I love your energy. And I love that you're also highlighting the Latina community. We need this. Thank you so much.
Morenita is a production of Sonoro in partnership with iHeartRadio's My Cultura Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. When are you an American Express member? When you travel with the American Express Platinum Card and have access to Centurion Lounges at over 40 locations worldwide, you're a member. When your American Express Platinum Card gets you seated at exclusive tables at renowned restaurants through Global Dining Access by Resi, you're a member. When you arrive at live events through dedicated American Express card member entrances at select venues, yeah, you're a member. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Voy a ponerme la vacuna Prevnar 20 porque estoy en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. La cual pudiera llevarme al hospital. Así que preguntaré sobre Prevnar 20. 65 años o más, puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20. Vacuna conjugada antineumocósica 20 valente. Una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20. When something happens to your car, you might say, No! My car! But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So, just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable.